What's crack-a-lacking, guys? And welcome to another episode of the Real Nostalgia Podcast, coming to you live and direct from the so-called university they film 7 in Los Angeles, California. What is going on, people? How you doing, Ruben? Dude, I'm fucking tired. But it's, it's, it's <laughs> totally, this is totally my fault this time. Why? What happened? And I blame Jared Leto. Because, um, oh, the little things? Yeah, because, like, yes, last night was, like, the last day to see it before HBO took it out. And oh, I, really? Yeah, yeah. So it was, like, 9.45, and I was like, fuck, I got to see it, you know, because they, they oh, get rid of it shit. at 12 at midnight. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I had to wake up, like, at 5 in the morning for work, but I was just like, right, I got to watch it, you know? And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll get I'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome back to another episode of the Real Nostalgia Podcast, guys. Uh, this episode, I might be getting a little sentimental. Uh, you can say I had uh, a, a bout of depression this week. Uh, yeah, I'm severely missing uh, certain things, and we'll get into that. Uh, I could just send yeah, you. Hey, I could I could just send rude. you pictures of it. Don't worry. What happened? I said I could just send you pictures of it. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm like reliving, like no joke. That's what I was doing this weekend. I was like, oh man, like reliving shows, like. We'll get into it. What triggered it? But yeah, no, I, I was. I meant my dick because you were saying I'm missing things since we're quarantined oh from each other. Oh my god, bro! <laughs> <laughs> I already started off the pot on a good one. Yeeks! <laughs> I rewind. <laughs> <laughs> How's your week so far? Yeah, it's it's or okay. It's pretty cool. Nothing nothing out of the ordinary. I'm nothing back crazy? at back at work full time now. Yeah, seeing all the seeing all the the people there. Is there a lot of people back to work? Since Every, it's mandatory? Everybody's back, yeah. 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 And then um, I'm sure a couple of people are going to be like, because I guess like now if you're sick, like you have to use your own time or whatever. Before it was like. Oh, really? Yeah. So before it was like government time where like you, they yeah, just kind of, yeah, yeah, you yeah. get, you just leave and then like once you're cleared, you come back. But yeah, now you got to use your own sick time. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, people are probably going to start staying staying at work now because they don't want to waste their sick time and start getting people sick. Sick. <laughs> yeah, the virus is not playing right now. Uh, yeah, the I guess like they're having a really tough time, uh, getting the viruses to people that need it. Oh, the vaccines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did I say right? The now? viruses. The virus. Oh yeah. shit. <laughs> That's that. See, what you're talking about is some conspiracy shit that. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, you're trying vibes, to get the virus dude. to people. <laughs> the JRE experience, dude. JRE, the JRE, JRE. That's That's not conspiracy. That's a learning channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I wonder if people think we actually listen. Ah, oh, I don't listen to that. But I, I stopped yeah. a while ago. But the only reason why I stopped is because I don't like Spotify. Oh, like, why it, don't you like Spotify? I don't know, man. It's just it bugs. Like I don't, I don't like how it stopped. Like. I don't know. I just don't like it. Like the ads, it, like it stops your podcasts and then it, it puts ads into there. Where before, like, does it? no, no, does it? That's well, yeah. Whenever I try to listen to the Joe Rogan, like when oh, I first, oh, are came you out, paying for it free? No, I don't have Spotify, so I just because I pay for it. I pay for it when I pay for it. I mean, there's the ads in the podcast that the guys do, like the reads, but uh-huh. there's not like added podcasts when I listen to it. Like Mark Marin, you know how like he does like the reads in the beginning oh see well i think the the podcast i listen to it is like they pre-record ads and then then like you could tell that they're inserted but it's from the people that do the podcast it's not like yeah spotify's ads but it's just like the way they do it and then like if you're watching the video and then it just something pops up and you have to exit out like you have to like click on it to get rid of the ad or something yeah yeah i don't know but yeah i don't i I, I have title and apple music yeah so i don't want to pay for a third one but like yeah i don't know i just it's not into oh, I have it. Spotify. That's all I have. What is it? Spotify. I have Spotify. Oh, I've never had it. Like I've never had Spotify because I've always had Apple Music and then then now Title. Yeah, you know the Title is cool, yeah, man. I, have, I like Title. Spotify. I never had Apple Music. I don't know why I would have Apple Music and then Tidal, Apple Apple Music's basically free now. Is it? Yeah, I mean it's like I pay for me, Mickey, and then like we get like the Apple Fitness Plus and like Apple TV. It's like twenty five bucks or something a month, and we both have Apple Music and then. And then yeah, and then they're always giving you like three free months and stuff. Yeah, it's cool because it's convenient hurting. and hurting. Like, <laughs> I don't think so, but like, but like, it's like convenient because everything like just links up to it, you know, like correct because it's the yeah, yeah because Apple, iPhone. yeah, you could stream it on your T Apple TV or you know your laptop, so it's really convenient. Yeah, I feel you, Doug. I feel you. Uh, did you see any movies this week? Yeah, I saw um, I saw the Patrice O'Neill documentary. Oh yeah, it's really good. Yeah, huh? it was uh, surprisingly good, man. I liked it a lot. 
It's, it's really cr- good. I didn't know that it was done by All Things Comedy. I didn't know they produced it. Yeah, and Bill Burr was a producer too. I saw. Yeah, it's uh, his company. Yeah. Um, I do. I can't believe it's been like ten years already since he died. Since he passed, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's it's like flew by. But yeah, man, it was it was really good. It was really well done. It's crazy because like people are always like, oh man, if Patrice was here, pe- people would like love Patrice. He'd be like the Carlin of our generation. And I'm like, you guys do realize if Patrice was here, you like would hate him. Yeah. Like people would hate <laughs> Especially him. Especially right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would be getting canceled like left and fucking right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's wild that he never got his full potential. You know what I mean? He's like yeah. a comedian's comedian. Well, he said like it was, he just never wanted to, he wanted to do everything on his own terms. So he never like, yeah, he never wanted ball. to play the game. Yeah. He's, he's a good yeah. man. Like his, it's like the jokes that they use of his in, in the documentary were pretty funny. Yeah. They like, were pretty funny. The pieces so. of his stand up yeah. were there. It was cool. Yeah. Elephant in the Room. If you've never seen that special, I recommend everybody going to see it. It's like, that's his, I think his only recorded one that's like official that he released. And that was later, that was when he, that was technically like his first, because there's like recorded Patrice sets out there you can watch like on YouTube, like 30 minute, 45 minute sets. But Elephant in the Room, I think is a 45 minute special. And that's the one he did through Comedy Central or Sh- or Showtime, one of them. But I think it was Showtime. Yeah, yeah, and that's like that's a fucking that's a great because that's like basically like fifteen years of material and he whittles down to the yeah. best. Yeah, you know, he died like else. eleven months after he, he came out that's or something. Wild. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. So I saw that, and then I saw Tom and Jerry on HBO. Oh hell yeah! How <laughs> was that? My boy Scientology, Michael Pena's in that. Yeah, yeah, it was okay, man. It's just kind of like, like I I know like Michael, you know, like the typical Michael Pena family movie. That he he's in uh-huh. like that role, like Dora the Explorer. Yeah, the exact same character. Like it's a exact same. Hell thing, huh? yeah, dog. And like, it's it's like what as an like for an adult movie, it's like whatever, and I wouldn't recommend it. But for kids, it's pretty cool. And there's like a couple good gags, you know, like you know how like the the Tom and Jerry fight. There's a couple yeah. good scenes where like they like draw out the the match and like it's pretty cool. But yeah. I mean, it was whatever. It's it's good because it's free on HBO. <laughs> but, but but yeah, but I would like I don't know if you have kids I recommend it, but if not I would I would I didn't get it. to watch it. I started watching it, but I was like, oh, I'll save it. Yeah, like it's not something I need to watch right now. Everything seemed really weird. Like the the movie itself was like super sharp because like the cartoon like the cartoons of like the characters were very sharp, you know. So it felt like they they were shooting like like 4K, but like like not like you know like sometimes they put those those like those filters, whatever, to kind of, like, blur it out a little bit. Like, everything was, like, uh-huh. super sharp, I guess, just to match the animation. And it looked weird. Yeah. You know, it just looked like, uh, I don't know, it just looked kind of weird. But, um, yeah, it's weird, dude. Like, the guy who made that made, like, Barbershop and Ride Along. And it seems like it's, what's, like, uh, Tim, Tim Story. And it seems like it's, like, somebody's first first movie because, like, the way some of the, the shots are, like, very, I don't know, it just seems a little amateurish. It's weird, though, because, you know, a lot of that shit is like, uh, you know, you're filming with the idea that you're going to animate it after. So yeah. like you're guessing, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. It, it looks like they like layered it. Like the animation is layered over the film. Yeah. You could tell like uh, some of the characters that like, they're they're overacting, but like just because they have to because the way it's shot. I don't know. Yeah. It's what you could tell. Like it's just not done really well. But yeah, it was, it was cool. Then I, I started watching that show, The Crew with Kevin James. Kevin James. Oh, about the, uh, the NASCAR uh, team. NASCAR, NASCAR pit crew. Yeah. So I, it's cool. I enjoy it because it's like something I could just turn my brain off to. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like I've been missing like one of those shows because like I don't really like watch like TV TV anymore. So it's like it's like takes the place of like, I don't know, like friends. Like if you were watching something. Remind me of The Ranch, that show you guys used to watch. Yeah. The the guy who produced The Ranch, the ranch he, he's directing this one. Oh. So like, like the same, there's a few different uh, producers from The Ranch are making this one. Got it. But it's Makes cool. Sense. The Ranch dude was really good. I, I like that, sh- that show <laughs> oh, a lot. Oh, boy. That was good, man. It was, it was one of Netflix's top shows. <laughs> <laughs> I never watched it. And then I saw The Little Things. And uh, it's, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I, I, like, I was really enjoying it, like watching it. And, uh-huh. and then, like, I just was hoping for, like, it would just com- go all, like, the whole movie would be that way. And then the ending was, like, like, I don't know. Like, I liked the idea of the ending, but I didn't yeah. like the ending that I saw from the movie. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't like the way it played out. But, like, I liked the idea of, of what they did. Yeah. You know? Uh, I don't know. You know, there's, like, countless podcasts about, like, Denzel Washington. There's, like, uh, and coming up to the release of, of the little things, you know, there was, like, a, a couple of podcast networks that like we're doing specials on denzel you know what i mean Be, you know 
because obviously when he's in the news, you want to like uh, uh, capitalize on him being in the news. So you want to like uh, make a bunch of po- content based on around him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's that super famous podcast. I don't ever hear it by uh, Kamal Bell where it's like uh, Denzel, po- Denzel Washington is the best actor ever. Like it's like a long ass title. It's like they use it. At, they use an acronym for it. I forgot what it is, but oh. <laughs> he, he made it like years ago and they go through every, they go through every uh, movie he's been in and they have different guests on there and then they have like different categories and how black his performance was. And oh, really? It's just like a really, it's a really funny show. It's funny. But like a lot of the times on that show, they would always bring up that like, you know, he's in shitty movies, but like Denzel's so captivating that you're just like, I don't care. I yeah. want to watch this. Like I like watching Denzel. Like, yeah. Even though he does like the Denzel tropes where he's like stares with his eyes or, you know, he gets that mad look or he does the cool thing where he doesn't say anything. It's like, yeah, I mean, but like that movie, the only reason it's it's like mediocre at best is because Denzel's in it. Because if it was just Jared Leto and Robbie Malik, that would be trash ass <laughs> movie, dude. Like, Jared Leto did pretty, he did pretty good. He wasn't bad. But, but uh, I mean, like people were like super surprised when he got nominated for was it the Golden Globes that he got nominated? Yeah, for that? people were like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like, there's no way that performance should have got nominated. But it, I, I liked him in the movie. I liked yeah. him, but I just think that him and Rami Malek should have switched places, and I think it would have been a better movie. Oh yeah, because I think that Jared Leto could play straight man way better than Rami Malek is. Because Rami Malek is just weird. Period. He is weird. Like, that's like, what, that's his, what makes him good on Mister Robot. His like fr- he's fucking his weird. first like the the first showing of him like his first appearance in the movie. He has like that side, like view of him with the sunglasses on, and it looks like he's doing the face for like Freddie Mercury, and like right away yeah. I'm just like, oh, that's kind of weird, and then like he just like the way he, I don't know, his mannerisms are just like, I don't know, just take me he's out a, of it. He's an odd man, so yeah, like, I think it would have been a better movie if those two guys switched places, but I, I don't know, I just felt like it was just like so tried, like there's so many tropes in there. You're just like, okay, I've seen this before. Like, and I this, get it. This it's movie like a, really shows Denzel's age now. Yeah, that movie does. Yeah. And you, he's a little chunky in that. Yeah. So I don't know if he made that movie right after Roman J. Israel. Cause in Roman J. Israel, he put on like a good 30 pounds for that. movie. Oh really? And that was the last one they got nominated for, for an Oscar. And, uh, yeah, it's like uh, I wonder if they just shot this like right after that because that was kind of around the time that the the Queen movie had came out and uh, Leto was Joker and shit. So there was a yeah. lot of steam, you know, because this movie's been sitting there for a while. Uh-huh. They've been holding on to this movie for a while. But yeah, I, I had I had high expectations because the trailer's like really good. Yeah, and then you watch the movie and you're just like, oh, it's man, it's a little different. Huh? It's a little bit more like HBO. Actually, like if it was like a made for cable movie. That's it seems you know? like it's a made for TV movie like yeah. a Netflix movie or something. And so like people were real scared, you know, because at the start of the pandemic, not the start of the pan- pandemic, but when uh HBO announced that they were going to release this whole slate of movies, people were like, "Holy shit, like no way, like this is going to change the landscape of yeah. movie theaters forever." And then you know, we've gotten into what they've released uh from HBO Max and it's pretty it's pretty uh, safe to say that you know the only good thing that they really released was uh Judas and the Black Messiah and what what other movie uh, yeah that's like the only good movie that they and released Tom and Jerry and what Tom and Jerry <laughs> and Tom and Jerry but yeah, yeah but I mean, everything hasn't it. been like, that great yeah. you know the little things Wonder Woman haven't been that great of movies know, yeah. you know what I mean so people uh in hindsight are kind of like oh if this is a kind of movie we're gonna get these aren't bad movies yeah but this is like a Netflix Netflix type movie where it's like it may not be the greatest movie but it's definitely something to fill time and you know people are kind of like okay and if you give me a Judas and the Black Messiah every four movies or every three movies then like I'm fine with that uh-huh you know I like this max customer this month is uh Godzilla versus King Kong yeah so that I mean that might be big I don't know yeah, yeah, it's definitely yeah. gonna be big. I don't know if it's gonna be a good a good movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Wonder Woman in 1984, they thought it was gonna be a fucking theater killer, and people yeah, were like, "Snooze fest," you know. So yeah. I don't know, but uh, the the other movie that I want to see is uh, what's the other one that they're releasing? Um, it's like a 70s movie, isn't it? Fuck, um, I don't know. I gotta look, but I got if I if I had the slate in front of me, I would know. But yeah, the little things. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things where like. Cause it's not on HBO Max anymore. No, right? yeah, they took you it out today. It's gone. So how do you watch it? You, now it's like if it just came out of theaters, so you gotta wait like the three months, and then it'll show up on iTunes, uh, so you can rent it or buy it. You know. Got it. I, to me, it's like up there. It's up there with Denzel's. Like uh, it reminds me of like it. it, it I want. I wanted it to be like uh, Nick. What is it? Out of time or like a Deja Vu? Yeah, Deja but, Vu. But uh, cool. I think it's like a lower tier than that. Yeah, to me personally. yeah, I agree. 
Because even those movies are like when you watch those movies sometimes because they used to be on like TBS or FX or Spike, all those channels like all the time. And to me, sometimes it's like, well, if I catch this from the beginning, I'll watch it all the way through. You know what I mean? Like taking a Pelham one, two, three. It's like I'll watch it all the way through. Fuck it. Like, yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, it wasn't. I don't I didn't enjoy it that much. Yeah. So that's all I saw. But like I was after the little things like I laid down and I was like, fuck. I don't know if it was worth <laughs> staying up to midnight, you know, to watch it. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I saw a couple of things this week. Um, I wanna. I saw a couple of Criterion movies this week. I saw the China Syndrome, which I've always seen parts of, uh, but I've never seen the full thing. And then I saw Detour, which is like one of those movies that's like uh, always ranked in like the top one hundred movies of all time. It's like a noir from the forties about a guy who like picks up a uh get his hitchhiking and it like leads to all this shit and it's like the it's like in context it's like one of the gnarliest movies to come out at that time in the time period because it's like 1940s and it deals with like a guy like covering up a murder kind of thing and you know this all takes place in the 40s and people are like what the hell it's only like an hour and 10 minutes but it's considered like a hundred of the you know one of the hundred greatest movies of all time it's in like the fucking smith the smithsonian and shit like that wow uh, I never seen it. I wanted to watch it. They had did like a 4K restoration of it like two years ago, and so that's what's on the Criterion right now. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I was like pretty intrigued. It's like it's good. Uh, a lot of move. A lot of movies are like uh, modeled after that type of movie, where it's like you pick up a guy in the desert and it like leads to shit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's cool. I enjoyed it. Um, I saw that, and then the China Syndrome. China Syndrome is like a 70s noir. Um, it's like super prescient right now. It's about uh nuclear uh like a nuclear facility and a china syndrome is essentially like a saying they had back in the day that is like if something happened at like a nuclear power plant or a nuclear plant like that a leak could cause like a an explosion that would be felt all the way to fucking china and so that's why it's called the china oh syndrome. okay and so it's about uh this guy it's about this film crew jane fonda and michael douglas go they're like a local news team and they go to uh a plant in southern california like the one in San Onofre kind of thing. And they go there and fucking, they're like just doing a routine tour. And then all of a sudden they feel like a huge, like, it seems like they're like shutting down. Like they're going to like code red and they're like, what the fuck? And they're like, oh, it's nothing. And then they leave and then they start digging and they find out that there was like a, a little crack in the, in the foundation of the fucking radio in the nuclear power plant. Uh-huh. And so they're trying to uncover this story of like, are they going to like uh, open this plant back up with the crack in it? You know, because that could be catastrophic. Yeah. And then it, it's going on simultaneously with the guys that work at the plant that are trying to cover up that story. And so it's like a noir. Oh, okay. It's good. It's it's a little bit long, but it's good. Um, I saw that. I saw. Then I finished my uh, my Jeff Nichols. Oh, I've, OK. I've completed the catalog. So like I've been saying, I've been wanting to watch all his shit. I saw I saw the two movies that I had never seen before. So I saw Take Shelter and I saw Shotgun Stories. And uh, yeah, both of them were really fucking good. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. They're fucking great. Uh, I like Take Shelter a lot more than I did Shotgun Stories. Um, because Shotgun Stories is his first movie. And, you know, you could tell that it's a guy that was going to go on to bigger and better things. But it's real rough, the, the first movie. Uh, it's like a lot of non-actors other than Michael Shannon, you know. But uh, it's good. But Take Shelter is like... Whew, that's a heavy performance. Michael Shannon is that's like Oscar level fucking oh, really? performance in that movie. What year did that yeah, come it's out? Pretty fucking early, huh? How old is that movie? That's his movie, either after Mud or right before Mud. So it's like oh, okay. 2011, I want to say. I think it's only 10 years old. Um, but yeah, that's that's a gnarly ass movie. It's essentially about a guy who thinks that the end of the world is going to happen, and he has like manic depression, runs in his family, like bipolar disorder, and so he doesn't know if he's having like these like hallucinations or if the world's really going to end, but he keeps getting signs. Oh, okay. And so he builds like a fucking, uh, uh, he built, he starts building, uh, one of those like underground shelters uh-huh. and the town and everybody around him is like, what the fuck's going on? And so it's like about that in like a small town town, small, small town. Um, but it's really good. It's really fucking good. Jeff Nichols is a God. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I was like trying to go over my head, like, man, what movies, what, what it like? I was trying to rank the movies, all his movies and like as i've gotten like in hindsight as i look back on all his movies i'm like man i really like midnight special like i really like mud because that's the one that like blew my mind yeah when i first saw it and i was like cool i gotta know who this guy is but man midnight special is like it reminds me of like old 70s like like sci-fi weird movies they had back in the day like last starfighter 
uh, Starman. Like it's just a u- really unique and like the scope of what he was trying to do doesn't really pay off because you know it's like a low budget film and at the end it's like they do all this like visual effects and it just kind of doesn't land. Oh okay. But it's still good. And then you like watch it now and you're like, like I was looking back at the cast and I was like, oh shit, yeah, this is like Adam Morrison. This is like Adam Morrison's in it, Michael Shannon, like Joe Edgerton, that little kid who's like famous now. It's like a bunch of people in it. And you're like, holy <laughs> shit, like all these people are in this fucking movie? Um, yeah. Saw that. Started watching The Sopranos. So I'm addicted to that right now. Is it? I, uh, I've never then, seen that. I've never seen the show. I know how it what? ends, The Sopranos. Yeah. Do you know how it ends? Yeah. Is it worth watching? You think still? Yeah, it's okay. fucking amazing. It is okay. Yeah, it's like uh, it's the it's the it's it's like the the blueprint for every fucking show now. It's the blueprint. Oh, okay. It's like so dated, but not dated. It's weird because it takes place all in the '90s. You know what I mean? Like late 2000s, early 2000s, late '90s. Yeah. And it like it kind of feels dated, but at the same time, it doesn't like because all the stories are like relevant. Oh, okay. But I really fucking enjoy it. I didn't think I was going to like it that much. And by the third episode, I was like, let's go. Like, <laughs> so I'm like hooked right now. So I'm watching that. I'd never seen it either before. Oh, okay. And like the the ending. Yeah, I do know about the ending. Everybody knows about that fucking ending. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, because the movie's coming yeah, out, right? I started watching that. I'm hooked on that. The, don't, uh, isn't the, isn't the, uh, the Sopranos movie coming out soon? Yeah, the prequel it's with a pre- his son. Oh, it, oh, okay. So it's a prequel movie. Yeah, it's a prequel. It takes place when uh, uh, Anthony Soprano, Tony Soprano is younger. Oh, okay. Joey G is in that movie. His son is playing. Is oh, playing that's his, right. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's and cool. it's a David Chase movie. I don't know if you saw his other movie. What's it called? David Chase made a movie um, with the guy from First Cow. That's why I know the, about the guy from First Cow. Um, he made a movie and it's like a, it takes place in the seventies and it's just about a kid starting a band like in New Jersey, Long Island. And it's really good. It's like one of those movies that like not a lot of people have seen, but it's really good. And it's just, uh, like a coming of age story about these four kids that start a band in a little town and it's cool. It's like, they're starting like a, like the kinks MC five kind of like rock. Oh, band. okay. I, I kind of remember something like that. He directed and it's it, really good. Like. David Chase directed it, and not a lot of people have fucking seen it. And, man, it's like uh, – <laughs> I think it's, like, super underrated as a movie. But, yeah, I saw that, and then I also saw the Patrice documentary. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I saw that when it came out. Um, but uh, I had some – there was some news right before I got on the pod. I saw that uh, I think I might be getting Shudder, dude, because they yeah. fucking uh, – they released The Devils on Shudder. And, like, the you can't get The Devils, the Devils anywhere. Like, that's the movie that, like – that's been out of print for fucking like forty years. Really, the Ken Russell movie about the it's like the about the nuns and the priest and the priest tries to use witchcraft on the nuns and like it's like very sexually explicit. It's like a seventies movie. Oh okay, and it's like never been in print before and you can't get it. And it's like really hard to get. That's and cool. They just released it on Shutter like today. So you know they're also releasing that a uh, lost um, George Romero movie like the one that they never filmed they they never showed. I guess oh, really? yeah. So George Romero he did a film about. Um, elder abuse like they some some organization paid him to make a movie about elder abuse and uh when he he made the movie and then it's based in like it's called the amusement park and then uh he showed them the the movie and they're just like what the fuck is this like we can't we can't play this movie you know like i guess it was like really like deranged and twisted and it's about this old guy that goes to amusement park and then like his whole like it just everything just crumbles around him because like people make fun of him he's old and like Pretty much like he's losing his mind like at a at a theme park. But I guess like they re- his wife, you know, since he died, his wife, you know, has like the original like film, and they they restored it in four K, and they had somebody come and like edit it for him and everything. So like the Shutter's gonna release it like, I think like in uh, in summertime or something. And supposedly it's good. They're calling it his masterpiece. But I mean, we'll see how that you I know. That. It can't be better than Night of <laughs> the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead. But uh, yeah. Uh... I saw that. Uh, I mean, I want to see that. Uh, I also want to see Scare Me. I keep wanting to see that. Oh, yeah. Movie. I have it's it good. downloaded. I just haven't watched it. But there's a couple of... There was another movie that came out on Shutter this week that people were talking about, but I just haven't seen it. Um, but Actually, the, the guy, the director of Scare Me, his other movie, it just got picked up, I think, by... I, forget, I think it might have been Focus Pictures. The um, I forget who picked it up, but it's supposed to come out this year. I think Dude, there's been a lot of like news about certain directors teaming up with certain actors. I was gonna text you today because like a couple of days ago, I forgot to text you guys about the Sean Baker news. Because you know how like you were you brought up like uh, 
What did you bring up? The fucking was it the Ari Aster? No, that was it wasn't Ari Aster. What did you say? Oh, it was um, it was Scorsese. It was a Scorsese one with like all Je- Jesse Plemons and Leo and all that about the Western. And then there was another oh the one. the Edgar Edgar Wright. Is Edgar Wright? No. Oh yeah, the the Running Man. Edgar Wright. Oh, the Running Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're like, and then I was like, oh man, I thought you were gonna send me the Ari Aster and Joaquin because it's yeah, like right the up your alley. Movie, yeah. But then I saw the the Sean Baker and Simon Rex fucking news, dude. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah, this is a bitch's alley. <laughs> I guess A24 just picked up Sean Baker's new movie with Simon Rex. Wow. And like Simon, I guess people have been talking about this movie because it's like, I don't know if you've ever seen Sean Baker's other movie, Starlet. Uh, it's about like the porn industry, and this one is about uh, Simon Rex plays like a retired, like a washed up porn star, and goes back to his like small town. Oh, okay. And I guess A twenty four just picked it up, but it's just funny that like Simon Rex is in it, like dirt yeah, nasty. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I like him. I like to see him in stuff. What happened? I like to see him in stuff. Like he's a cool actor. Like I like you know he's. I funny. do. Yeah. He's very interesting. He's interesting. Yeah. And then Adam Wingard, you hear that? Well, he's he's. Uh, oh yes, making he's face the, off the Kid Cudi movie and and. Uh, Oh no, that's Ty West. Oh, that's right. Ty West is coming back. Ty West huh? is yeah. doing the Britney Stowe and uh, Kid Cudi movie. Yeah, dude, that's gonna be good too. And Adam Wingard is doing Face Off. Doing? Face Off Two. Face Off. That's right. That's yeah. Right, that's right. Yeah, I guess it's a direct sequel. All these fucking movies. Yeah. So like, yeah. it's so he said it's gonna be a direct sequel, right? To Face Off. Correct. Correct. Now, do you think they're gonna bring back uh, John Travolta, and Nicolas Cage, or are they gonna have some other people? Nah, I think it'll be something else. But it's like it's so weird. It's like it's a direct sequel. It's like. But Face Off is like a remake of a John Woo movie, or no? John, oh, John Woo, Woo made, made that movie. Yeah, so he made like, that. So like, it's got the doves, the slow motion doves, yeah, and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know, man. Who who would you get though? Like, to, who would you do the Face Off with? Like the two actors. If we're talking young, I know I would go with two guys. I I like in my head already. I would pick. I already know two guys I would pick. But who? That's like. Uh, I would either do like Boyd Hallbrook and. The first dude that came to mind was like, I don't think he would be in it. It's uh, the kid from Whiplash. What's his name? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Whiplash and fucking Spectacular Now. Yeah, what's his name? Miles Teller. Miles, Miles Teller, Teller and Boyd Holbrook. That's who I would pick. But Miles Teller would never do it. Boyd Holbrook would definitely do it. But, um, yeah, I mean, Boyd Holbrook is like, that's one of my faves. <laughs> <laughs> they should do like... Um... He plays the bad guy in the Logan movies. That's his oh, most famous. Oh, okay. Okay. But he comes out in a lot of movies I like, but yeah. They should do like uh like old people, like Bill Murray and like <laughs> <laughs> and, and Did you see his background? Yeah, that, that, that dude, he has his martini. Oh, yeah, my God. Bill That's Murray's the other funny. thing I've been watching a lot of right now is like everything's been releasing, you know, for the Golden Globes and we're coming up on Oscar season. Yeah. So like the Hollywood Reporter and Variety every year they release those round tables. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like 40, 45 minutes discussion, hour discussions. And they've been like dropping them, you know, uh, throughout the month, every week. They drop like the director's one, the actor's one. And so, yeah, I've been watching a lot of those online. Um, but it's like a lot of like uh, patting each other on the back this year. Oh, okay. Um, I like when they start like antagonizing each other sometimes. Like some of the director's ones are fun because they like antagonize them and they'll put each other on the spot. Like I remember one year they did it with Steve McQueen and they were like, they asked, he was like the only black director on the panel uh-huh. and they asked him like, why is there not enough like black directors in Hollywood? And he's like, why the hell are you asking me? <laughs> like, am I the gatekeeper for all black people? Yeah. Like, or there's one where Soderbergh like starts antagonizing uh, Del Toro and he's like, I, like playfully, you know what I mean? But he's like, come on, man, you know, you're better than that. Like <laughs> Del Toro's talking about a shot and he's like being all modest and he's oh, like, come okay. on, like, you're better than that. Like, yeah, you know, or like, there's ones where Spike's just, Spike Lee is just being like uh, an asshole, like, and it's just so funny to watch, like, you know, because that makes people uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And it's like, it's uh, it's like very uh, off the cuff, like spontaneous. Is yeah, it? yeah, those are good. I but like yeah. those. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of that. But the other thing, the whole reason I had I came up with the topic for this week was this week I watched a lot of like a uh, live a uh, concert, like uh, streaming concert things, uh-huh. whatever we've been doing through the quarantine. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I got, like, super depressed, man. Like, I started watching, uh, they had uh, this band that I like from the Bay Area. They had an album release, uh, and they played the whole album through. They're called Carpal Tunnel Band. And if you guys if you guys like, uh, like, garage surf rock, check them out. They're, like, garage surf rock with, like, a very heavy pop sensibility to them. Like the Beach Boys? Uh, yeah, but more poppy, I more guess. More poppy? 
Yeah, they're like young kids from the Bay. They're cool. What's that I one like band? That one band that everybody was into recently. Uh, it's a, a girl singer. Um, they were kind of the same type of music. They're pretty good. I remember they played like in Pasadena a lot. I don't know. I remember, I think you've seen them. I think you went to go see them one time. I think. All uh, uh, right. No, no. I think. Um, Not uh, the Marias, right? No. Somebody you were dating was like really into them too. I remember because we went to go see them because of that. Huh. They're like a good band yeah. too, and they were getting like they were getting really big. I remember they were like on yeah. the right, and I haven't heard of them since. So I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't know. I, I would have to. Remember. I gotta think about that. But they they did a live stream, and I was like, I got drunk, and I was like listening to them. I was like, man, I really miss like this. And then I was watching this past weekend. There was two. There was a big D'Angelo versus. You know how like they've been doing that versus the rap battle things. Was, like yeah, they do uh-huh. like they do like they had the what was it the. The Gucci Man versus Young Jeezy. They had the Brandy and Monica. Uh, they had, you know, they how had was like that one? What? Huh? How was that one? That was really good. Yeah? They had the the best one. The best one I think was the E Forty and Too Short one. Damn, that's cool. Because both of those guys were like super drug. <laughs> <laughs> but they had D'Angelo, and D'Angelo is like he doesn't have really have any like peers like other than like maybe if you're going like. Uh, it would be like his equal would maybe be like Lauren Hill or something like oh, okay. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are they, can but you watch them didn't... still or are they just like gone already? No, you can watch them. They're on the versus like Instagram page. Oh, okay. But um, he just did, ver- it was versus and friends. So he just did like, he just basically played a concert, like an hour concert. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Yeah. And I was like, man, I like miss going to shows. And then I saw the Sun, Sun Ra Orchestra, uh, Total Luxury Spa, this brand uh that i really like they got the uh sun Ra orchestra to play it. they recorded a live gig and like uh released it online that was cool but one of the homies bands uh the dudes in ridgeway you know for the past couple weeks they've been releasing little snippets of like uh these little like 50 second clips of like certain house shows they played like one in fresno one in davis oh and like man just like seeing i miss that like i miss yeah. that so much like the small little house show and then i started thinking like well am i too old to like miss this shit anymore you know what i mean no but i was telling you before i got on the pod like man that's like such a character trait for me like i used to go to shows so much dude like like once every, or twice a week yeah, every, every week. fucking week yeah you know what i mean and it's like i just missed that like i used to that used to be my release so much and man like seeing those little you know those shows that the dudes are from woodway posted are like house shows basically uh, you know what i mean or like garage shows and it's like fuck i miss that dude like i miss knowing that the 20 30 people that are here at this show right now are here because of this band like you know they're their homies of the band they know about this band and like there's only there this many people right now that know about this band that are listening to this band uh in this city you know and it's like i don't know i miss all that so like yeah i was just getting like hella depressed and like i miss live shows man yeah no and it's, it sucks because that's probably gonna be the last thing to come back yeah, I mean everything's getting moved to 2022, right? They yeah. just announced fucking Comic Con is going virtual. to 2022. Yeah, E3 is virtual this year. Like all the conventions are like. They did know. say that they're trying to get something to happen in November. Oh really? Like a a concert or what? Like a big like festival? Like uh, Comic Con announced oh, they're going to okay. try to do try to do something in person in November if all goes according to plan. You know? Yeah. With the announcement of the Johnson and Johnson, you know they're supposed to up uh, ups uh, vaccination by like uh so many million uh-huh. so i don't know if that's gonna make a dent but we'll see but yeah i just miss shows man and i just wanted to talk about shit that we remember about shows like sp- uh, shows we went to like i was thinking um before we got on the pod i remember the first time we went to go see or i don't know if it was the first time we went to go see Ga- circa uh-huh. but it was the time we went to go see him at the glass house yeah Dude, i remember I waiting also, waiting i also online. remember we went to go see dance game and dance at the glass house yeah when Dance Gavin Dance had the EP out, they didn't even have the full length. Yeah, because I remember going to find the full length at Best Buy when it came out, like release day. Yeah, downtown Battle Mountain. But before that, they had just that EP, and I remember him wearing the uh, Johnny Craig. It was when Johnny Craig was in the band. This is probably like 2006, and he. I remember specifically him wearing a white Bismarck T-shirt. <laughs> And being like so geeked on the shirt, and then like yelling at him like, "Oh, sick shirt!" And like he dapped me up, and we were because we were like a a row from the front. Uh huh. And I remember being like so happy, but I could I could have sworn that that was after we saw Circa. No, I think hey, this is what I what I remember is that show was uh, Envy on the Coast open opened, then it was Dance Gavin Dance, and then Circa headlined. No, that was that's not that show. No, 
because like i remember yeah. like like waiting like we'd never wait in line for like shows you know and i remember yeah. like waiting and there was a huge line at the glass house and like we were just waiting no and then, like that was the alternative press tour and so i think who was on that tour was dance gavin dance emmy on the coast from autumn to ashes and cute is what we aim for okay cute is what we aim for was the headlining show to a circus show because i remember after circuit played everybody left then that was okay. Oh, I gotta look. I don't know if that's the same show. I feel like those are two different shows. Uh-huh. And why I say that is because I have fond memories of the circus show we went to go see them. That's one of the first like those were uh, rock shows that I had barely started. I going remember, to because yeah. of you. Uh-huh. And so I did not like going in the front at all because I, I hated. I would that always have to of, force like, you to go. What's that? I remember always having to force you. Like, come on, man, let's yes. go. And you're just like, ah. <laughs> and so I didn't like that. So I remember specifically at the circus one, we were like. All the way to the back. Yeah. Almost like three rows from the back. And I was like, I'm just going to stay here if they play, whatever, whatever. And that was the first time it was like, that's it. Like, the this music is moving me, baby. <laughs> yeah, I got the feels, <laughs> man. I just remember getting pushed all the way to the front. And, like, that was the first time I enjoyed that feeling of getting, like, manhandled yeah. by the crowd. <laughs> and I remember once you see Dance Game and Dance, I don't think everybody was into them. And I just us remember like standing around like I remember like people being stoked on them, but not like that circuit crowd. That circuit crowd was like I'll never forget it because that was one of those crowds where like you could feel like, it almost felt like you were gonna fall because crowds yeah. were going one way all the way uh-huh. and then all the way. And you're like holy shit. And then wasn't was it that show where the the bassist like passed out or twisted his his knee or something? Yeah, he dislocated his knee. Yeah, we we're like oh shit, and then everybody was saying he overdosed on drugs. Yeah, and everybody was like, oh, shit. And then everybody thought they were playing. And then, like, two songs later, he's still on the ground playing. Yeah. And then the ambulance comes, and they bring a stretcher on stage. <laughs> and it was like, like holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a cool oh, show. And then that Glass House, man. I remember we saw uh, Glass Jaw there one time. And, like, that's, like, when we first started drinking those blood, uh, the Bud Light Platinums. Uh huh, dude. And like, they were like back then, they were like a higher percentage for us, you know. So we had like a six pack each, and like I was, I got all fucked up. And I remember like they were had like these cool blue bottles, and I was like, I wonder how it would like look when it broke. And I remember throwing one out the window, and like it shattered everywhere. And you got so pissed off at me. <laughs> you were like, you were like, we're gonna go, we're gonna fucking go home right now. And I was like, no. <laughs> That sounds about right. And then, like, I twisted my ankle oh, yes. walking walking to that glass jaw show. Like, we were walking to the glass house, and I remember, like, because they have, like, those trees, you know, like, in, in like, at the sidewalk. And, like, <laughs> yeah. the roots were pushing up on one of the, the, the cement sidewalks. And I remember tripping, and, like, my ankle just, like, twisted. And then, like, I fell over, and I was, like, all embarrassed, you know? But, like, I was drunk, so I was like, oh, whatever. And, like, I remember the next day, because I was drunk, so, like, I just went with it, and I was still, like, in the crowd. The next day, it was, like, all big and blue. Yeah, that shit sucked. I remember, uh, I just been thinking about shows. I remember the time we went to go see Harvard. That's like one of the top five shows ever. Huh? That's like one of the top five shows ever. Right? And we went to go see Harvard. With like 10 people. We went to go see it at the Chain Reaction. Uh We've been to countless shows where Chain's packed. We went in there and there's maybe 70 people in the whole venue. That's like a 200 uh, person venue. Yeah. Um, 70 including like the band, the the concession workers and the merch workers yeah and i just never i i remember i hadn't been blown away by a vocalist that good in a long time i remember getting off stage and walking into the crowd because it was so empty and him just like walking around yeah but i just like blew my mind how good he sounded live i've never heard somebody that good live there's there's especially a handful in of that guys. venue you know what i mean like what's that especially in that venue especially in that venue yeah yeah, I just like I was forever a fan after we saw that. That wasn't that was a uh, later on in the 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 show career, but yeah, that was yeah, like I mean, probably like, ten years ago, right? It was yeah. They've been they've it, been broken up for a while now. I mean, they've been gone for a while. Yeah, that's yeah. What I was say. But yeah, when everyone went to go see them, oh man, there's so many so many shows. Uh, I remember I was thinking about it, you know, because the band Ridgeway. I was thinking about the first time I went to go see them. I drove all the way to fucking Ventura at the uh, White Oaks Music Hall. Uh-huh. And it was them and Hannah, um, them Hannah and Capsize. That's when Capsize was like a huge band, and yeah, I just remember driving all the way out there, and I remember Ridgeway played like four songs, <laughs> and I remember having a conversation with the guy and like talking to him, and he was being really cool, and like telling him, "Oh, I need to. Is, do you guys have this size in shirts?" And I used to be so embarrassed to ask for like my size in shirts because mm-hmm. it's like, "Oh, that, that's the bigger size." Like, "Oh, you have two X," and the guys would be like, "Oh man, we only have XL," and I'd be like fuck man so yeah. you get tired of like asking guys because you don't want to be shot down so i remember i remember him specifically i went to that show and i still have the shirt and i fucking was like hey you have two x and he's like oh yeah we got it for sure man like and then i got it 
and I and the shirts were the shirts were fifteen, and I was like, here, dude. I just gave him like a twenty. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like you should with all bands. Uh-huh. It's not even that big a deal. And I remember him being like so gracious, like, oh my God, dude, here, take like two CDs, bro. Like this and that. Like, <laughs> bro, it's just $5. But I remember asking for the 2X and him being like, oh, because he's a bigger guy too, the lead singer, Alex. And he was like, oh man, don't even trip, dude. Like, I'm that guy. Like, uh-huh. don't even feel like embarrassed about asking for shirts. I'm the guy, you know, like I'm the guy always asking for the big size shirts. He's like, yeah, we definitely got it. <laughs> so uh, like, uh, yeah, I just remember like interactions with that. You know, you always take, you're always going to take forever. The little things. Remember that one time but. we saw Night Versus in uh, Fullerton? And then remember we, we like, we Is walked. Is we got pulled over? Yeah. And then so we, we walked. Because we saw them twice, three or three times. We saw, remember we saw them at the lounge? That's, oh, that that's, was. That's uh, what I'm talking about. The Continental Lounge. Yeah, the Continental Lounge. Because they were just starting out with like the, the singer from The Sleeping. And like we, we got there, right? And then we walked up to the merch table. And I think like. Like we like we looked at the shirts and stuff, and I think they only sold XL. So like we walked back, and he the singer came up to us and was like, "Hey, why like why did you guys like not buy nothing?" You know, like remember he, he talked to us and like, "Oh, they didn't have her size." I remember that. Yeah, and he's like, "We're like, oh, we don't they didn't have her size," and he's like, "Oh yeah, man, oh that sucks. Yeah, we're gonna start making more shirts, whatever." And he was like, "Thanks for coming and all this stuff." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Doug, pretty, right? Yeah. That's another show I remember. That wasn't it the Sleeping in Rare Futures? Yeah. Or Happy Body? No. At the Glass oh, House, it was and Happy there was like nobody there. Yeah, it was uh, the Sleeping and Happy Body. And Happy Sobering. Body. Yeah. Yeah, like nobody was there. We had never been to a show that empty. There was like it's at the Glass House. This is like a what? I think it's like Glass House is like 700, 800 people venue, right? Yeah, like seven hundred people. 1, yeah. No. And then remember they even put the like the barricade like half. They yeah. The and, half. and there was like maybe thirty people there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> And it was like a group of girls that want to go see Happy Body because like, remember they were just like all freaking out over the, the singer. <laughs> they were like some the best got- Happy Body show. Uh-huh. I uh, one of the best ones I ever been to was I remember I drove to uh, Boyle Heights and right there on fucking Cesar Chavez there was a little building that was it. Uh, they used to rent it out as a venue space, but it was a uh, it used to be before it was a venue space. It was just an empty building, but. It used to be a butcher, so they had like a walk free walk in freezer, <laughs> and since it was a freezer, that you know it's like insulated. Yeah. So that's where the band would play, and I remember seeing Happy Body there, wow, or Rare Futures there. Yeah. Or yeah, Happy Body. I'm sorry. Yeah, there and like yeah, I remember that was one of the earlier times that I went to go see them. I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. These guys are amazing. That's that's some weird ass venues, huh? Like the smell in L.A. is just like that. It's just like an alley, like an indoor alley. And that's it, also. It, I was thinking about that show. I remember I took Ralph. I took Ralph there. It's in the scuzzy part of uh, L.A. with the right, right next to the first gay bar in L.A. ever. I didn't know that. I found that out recently. Um, that bar that's on the corner—that's like the first gay bar ever in downtown oh, L.A. Okay, okay. They have like that's the crazy. rainbow flag all the yeah. time. It's right by the downtown Independent. I think it's Fourth and Main or Third and Main. Oh, okay. Um, or it might be Fourth in Los Angeles, but I, it's right there. But right, uh, the smell is like a super famous venue because No Age used to play there all the time and made that fucking venue. And the thing about the smell is it's always $5. And it's rare that they sell tickets like in advance. It's usually you have to be there, show up. Yeah, I remember and, we went uh, to go see with Touche Amore there one time, right? Yeah, that was uh, one of the earlier times when we got there and they were like starting to get that big rise. I think it was after Parting the Sea. I remember we had to get there early because we didn't think it was going to be crowded. And then we just like drove past the alley because we were trying to find the venue first. Yeah. And I remember we saw the alley and I turned right away in the alley and then we saw all we saw like a good 50 kids lined up and we had no idea how big the smell is. So when we circled back around, we were like, holy shit, this venue's small. And so I remember we had to stand in line because I remember when we started standing in line, it was sunlight outside. Yeah, by the time right. we got in the venue, it was dark. Yeah, that's a weird yeah. venue. It's like as soon as you walk in, you're just hit with like steam. <laughs> yeah, that's a gnarly venue. That's like that one time we tried to record uh, "Let Live." They were playing a little. There were that's another show that was like right there in downtown by Sam's Hofbra. Yeah, and it was like a abandoned, abandoned where abandoned, uh, just abandoned unit. Yeah, because even, it was I, like I, a I like, where it was. It was off Alameda and something. It was so weird. It just it was like a, a artist compound, huh? Like there was couches. And yeah, like, it was like so like artists that like lived there. Yeah, so basically it was like a space, like a uh, like a store space that these dudes converted into a loft essentially. Yeah, but it was so tight in there and it was so packed in there. We tried to go in there to film with Let Live. And our lenses kept fogging up because it was so fucking packed. Yeah. And we couldn't. And we told them, we're like, we're going to try to record, but we can't. We don't know. And as soon as we started recording, you were just like, nah, dude, my lens just keeps fucking fogging up. Yeah. Like, we can't. It was like so humid in there. It was crazy. 
And I remember people getting really mad in the back. They kept pushing us because like everybody's getting pushed and the venue was so small that uh-huh. every time we would go to the back wall, people were putting their elbows. <laughs> And we were like, what the hell, dude? Like, you're at yeah. a show. This is like, look how small we are. There's like Loose, a good 60 kids Loosen up, here. dude. <laughs> yeah. And I remember everybody after that show, all the, fo- they found out, I don't know if they found out, but that Roach Coaches, there was like two Roach Coaches that showed up right after the show and parked like right in front of the fucking Oh, room. yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And then I remember that one time we went to that show to see um, From Indian Lakes. And like, we all, me and Ralph went and we drove and then we got beer beforehand. And we show up and it's a church. We're just like, what? It's just so weird. Remember? And then like we, we see. I don't know. I don't know if that's the time because we. I'd seen that. I've seen them at a lot of churches. Oh really? But I don't know. If, yeah, because the first time we went was in Chino and that was a church. Uh huh. And that's when Ralph got the watermelon four loco. Yeah, and, that time. Uh, Miller High Life. That's the first time. But yeah. then we also went to another church that was like out in fucking Temecula or something, and. That time is we had been going to shows a lot at that point, and uh-huh. we were getting drunk before going to shows. And we pulled in, and it was straight up church, church. Like, yeah. And we walked in, and there was just like kids there in church. And when we walked in, it was like a soundproof fucking church hall. Remember? Yeah. It wasn't like when we went to the that first time we saw from India Lakes was for Oceana. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And we walked in, and it was like a youth hall. It wasn't necessarily a church. Yeah. And, but it was connected to a church and we walked in and you walked down like, and it was like a pitch down like playroom, I guess, or something like uh-huh. it seemed like it, it had a stage. So it was like performance space. But when we went to the church in like Temecula or Murrieta, one of those, it was somewhere out there that we fucking, they were playing on the church stage, like where the church band would play. Yeah. And we were all like, we got so scared because we were like, watch, we're going to walk in here and they're going to lock the doors and try to convert us. Yeah, because we, as we, okay, so we were drinking in the parking lot and we're, we're pretty, pretty drunk. We walk in and like, we go through the doors and like the kids have their hands up, like they're worshiping, like they're worshiping God. Remember like all, <laughs> oh and then we're God, just like, yeah, and we're just like, what, what are we doing here? You know, like, we're like, yeah. we had to be the only three drunk dudes there. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm sure we smelled out of like yeah, it was it was crazy. But we loved the band, so, so we went. Yeah, it's so crazy to, to see the, the 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 transformation of a band like that because they were like super religious. I mean, they were playing nothing but churches when we first started watching them, uh-huh. and now they're like so past that. Like Joey is, you know, yeah, Joey's agnostic at this point. That's just crazy, man. That was a wild show. That's crazy. But yeah. yeah, I just remember like yeah, we're Shows going to like hell, that, man. <laughs> remember the wire? Was it the wire in Upland? Yeah. Yeah, that was another venue. We saw Sea Haven there, and we saw uh, um, Happy Body. Yeah, we filmed Happy Body there. Yeah, and didn't uh, we didn't we hang out with the the singer from um, Manchester Orchestra or something? Remember, he was just chilling there, and, and we we're talking to him because he was like, "Oh, you guys are filming," and we're like, "Yeah." And then he's like, "Oh, he's like, I'm in a band too." He's like, "Oh, what band?" He's like, "Oh, Manchester Orchestra." I was like, "What the fuck? Really? Oh, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah." And we we're talking because we were we were worried about the sound that show. Yeah, he's like, "I'm the singer." The way his, his accent was, he's like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> What are you talking about? Manchester Orchestra is not from the UK? I don't know. I was drunk, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we went to go see Sea Haven there, and I remember I was drinking a 12-pack of PBR, and it was me, you, and Enrique, and I threw up the PBR when I got out of the car. Oh, yeah. In the park. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, man. Good times. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go oh, back, shit, dude. dude. We got to go back. Uh, we should yeah, just we should we know what we gotta do. I remember going to the Echo and seeing Balance and Composure, and this is like towards the, this is uh, not too long ago. This is uh, I mean this is not too long ago in the sense that I think this was Balance and Composure's second album they had released, and we went and this is when I was like ah, I'm not gonna get in the pit anymore. I don't do the pit thing anymore. <laughs> and we went and you were just like trying to push me and I got like really angry because you were like pushing me into the yeah. pit. Like, let's go, let's go. And I was like, dude, I do not want to go in there right now. <laughs> What a baby, dude. Oh, my God. There's so many of those shows, man. There's so many of those shows. I remember I saw Sea Haven. I drove all the way to fucking um, Camarillo. Is it either Camarillo or Oxnard? And they were playing at uh, Rock City Studios. And I remember you had gone there one time with me, too. We talked to like the drummer and stuff, right? Huh? Didn't we like talk to the drummer for a while and stuff? I don't know what show. I don't know if who it, it was that Sea Haven show, but I remember I also went to go see uh, the story so far in Sea Haven there. Mm. Um, but yeah, we. I, I feel like I had gone to that venue at least twice, but that's a far venue. That that was. I remember we went to go see Deftones in Ventura. Yeah, and it was circa opening for Deftones at the Ventura. What a show, dude! Like, or yeah. where was it at? 
Yeah, the Ventura. There was uh, the Majestic. And we had the hardest. The we had the hardest time trying to find alcohol. Yeah, we could not right. find alcohol, and we walked into a smoke shop, and you bought four locos. Yeah, but I remember going so far out there because we were far. Yeah, we it was like, called the the Majestic. And it was in Ventura, and I was like, damn, this is kind of far. Like, this is where they hold the Ventura Warp Tour. Like, this is far, dude. Like, yeah. Dude, one time. when I went to Rock City Studios, uh-huh. I was like, oh, shit, this is near that Ventura place. So I was like, fuck, we're far. I'm far. Yeah. <laughs> one time, me and my cousin, we drove to Ventura because we were going to go see this band, uh, Il Nino, right? Yeah. And then uh, dist- it was like a Disturbed show. Like, they were headlining, but we, we didn't really like Disturbed too much. So we went for Il Nino, and we showed up, and they're like, Oh yeah, uh, disturbs people didn't tell Il Nino's people to show up to this first show, and like so like they, they didn't even know about the show, so like they didn't even show up. Fuck. That was like the first show on the tour, so we we're like all bummed out. So we got our money back and just drove back, and we saw another band at the Roxy that night. That's the time we. That's like the time we went to go see fucking Il Nino in Long Beach. Hell yeah, that was sick, dude. <laughs> The, uh, man, that was like not too far from where Corn or Ballast Point ended yeah, up being. Yeah, because Ballast Point is there now. Like it's right around the corner. Yeah, <laughs> I went to. Ballast but I remember Point, we like, got there. We got there. That was one of those shows where Mitch gets very angry because we show up. We showed up. We drove out there. We showed up like at eight thirty nine, thinking yeah. El Nino is gonna go on like at ten o'clock. Yeah. We show up out there and we go and we find out they're not going on till like eleven thirty. It was like twelve, dude. It was like later. Yeah. <laughs> so then, like, I were like. We were like, what the fuck? And I remember having to go into, like, Vons trying to get beer. We went to Vons to get beer. And then, like, we were using Vons as a restroom because we had to sit in the parking lot for, like, three hours. <laughs> so I, I remember walking through Vons, like, three times, and they're just looking at me like, what the fuck's up with this guy? And I remember we walked into the venue, and I had never been more weirded out by a venue because it was, like, there was, like, three different stages in this one tiny bar. Yeah. And we were it's like, a weird what place. the fuck? And then the type of people that were there, I was just like, what and is And it seems like here, like the bro? next store was like a uh, an event, like a wedding or sorry, quinceanera or something because people were dressed up really so nice. so odd, dude. Yeah. And there was only like 10 people there too to see El Nino, which was sad. Oh my God. That was so odd. I mean, we talked about the times when we went to Maya to record bands, Maya and Lung and Xerxes. Yeah. Uh, and Corona. That was a drive too. That's the other way. Um, but yeah, man, there's just like so many shows, not to mention the countless house, house shows I've been to. Oh my God. Those are, those are the ones that I always trip me out that I'm like, damn, I went to shows here, like going to house shows in North Hollywood or house shows in fucking La Cunada. How like, many times did you get so roofied? What's that? So how many times did you get roofied going to those house shows? <laughs> you don't even know my boy. <laughs> I'll never forget the one time I went to go see, uh, uh, what is it? Tommy boys in Altadena. Not too far. Altadena is not too far. That's like La Cunada, Pasadena, borderline. You know what I mean? That's yeah. Like on the other side of the Rose Bowl. From we are, that's not that far. It's like a 30, 40 minute drive. I remember I drive, driving out there and uh, I like really liked Tommy Boys at the time. And they played. That's the only time I had seen them because after that they like broke up. <laughs> uh, but I remember I had to pee so bad. And the guy was like, oh, you can only use the restroom down the hall, dude. Like, and I was like, oh, shit, dude. And I like, I don't know anybody at the, at this place, you know? So I'm like, I go and I stand in line and I'm like, dude, I can't. There's like four people ahead of me. I cannot. So I go outside in the back and all the guys, everybody's out there. All these people are out there like yeah. talking, drinking, you know, like, and then I'm like, oh, shit, dude. Like, I can't, I, I can't hold this. So I just remember running outside and going in the front yard and peeing in that dude's front yard. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> But I remember coming back in and I didn't know what to do. I was like so weirded out that I was the only one there. And I was like, well, this band's about to go on, but I'm like nervous. You know, I get like anxiety and then fucking I just like asked one of the guys because I didn't know what to do. I was like, hey, can I get a cigarette, man? So I can like pretend like I'm doing something. So yeah. I go outside and smoke a cigarette. It's like one of the worst mistakes of my life. <laughs> when you're drunk and then you smoke a cigarette, it's like it gets you more drunk. Yeah. You know what I mean, I was like, oh, I remember being like so hung over that next day. One time me and that Kiki. Was a, that was a Blood Night, the Bud Light Platinums. Oh, really? Yeah. They get you, man. They sneak up on you. Not as much as a butt ice, but. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one time me and Kiki went to go. We went to the Smokeout Fest, and um, uh-huh. we saw like Deftones and Slipknot and stuff. And like we got like hammered, right? And then like there was like a, like a Marlboro had like a tent there, like a big old thing. So me and him were like, "Fuck it, let's go they're see." Giving what out like two sample Lucy's. Yeah, dude. They're, no, they were giving out like full packs of cigarettes. And then I like, got that the... at that time that Snus or Snus came out. The little yeah, packets, yeah, yeah. and they're like, "Oh yeah, we just need your email, you know." And like, we're like, "Okay." And like, I I give them my email, and then they're asking for Kiki's, 
<laughs> and then he's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's Chubby Chaser and then whatever numbers. <laughs> and, like, the girls are, like, Marlboro girls, right? So they're, like, dressed up in, like, bikinis. And they just look at him and they just are, like, laughing at him, dude. That's so funny. But um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they gave us all this shit. So then, like, we went back to our seats and we were, like, already drunk. And I got, like, two snusses and put them in my cheeks. And, like, I sat uh, there, like, five minutes later, dude, I had to, like, run up, like, through those big steep steps because I had to go to the trash can to throw up. Yeah, it was fucking... Oh, dude, like, the whole God. venue started spinning. It was crazy. I was thinking about uh, all the big venues when you said, because you went to, the, like, a, a festival. I remember I went to the first two Rock the Bells. First ever two Rock the Bells. I went to... Uh, Oh, it, it was what was the MERS had like a festival after Rock the Bells and it was like all underground guys. But I'll never forget one of the earliest Rock the Bells I went to. I went because MF Doom was performing there. And I remember the first Rock the Bells were at the NOS Amphitheater. And then I went to a Rock the Bells a couple years later when they moved to the Amphith- the, the Glen Helen Amphitheater. Uh-huh. Um, and I that was when MF Doom was going to perform. But at this time, MF Doom was doing I had seen MF Doom one other time. Long years ago at the old knitting factory in Hollywood. And uh, that was him. It was him. I remember it being him. And like, I hold that very dearly because that's real. That was real MF Doom. But when I went to go see him at the Rock the Bells, that was when he was doing the Doom poster. So he would send guys in his place. Yeah. And I remember uh, he was playing at the side stage. He wasn't playing main stage. And so I go to the side stage and like, I went with the homie from work when I was working at Home Depot. And <laughs> I was like, hey, dude, I'm going to dip, bro. Like, he's not, he doesn't go on for like another hour and a half, but I'm trying to get to the front of the stage. So, like, I'm going to go, I'm going to hang out. Yeah. And I remember going, hanging out for like an hour, two hours, waiting for him. And then he comes on, and they, it was the weirdest thing. They pull up the Suburban all the way to the fucking stage. He gets out with another guy, and then they run on stage, and they're like running around really fast. And then all of a sudden, he's just like, he picks up the mic, and then they start playing the track. But you could tell it's a track, you know, yeah. it's not him. And people, he starts going into one song and people start getting fucking pissed, dude. And then people are like, they start chanting like, where is Doom? Where uh. is Doom? And then dude started throwing beer bottles and pennies at him. I'll never forget it. Fucking pennies, That's dude. Weird. And I'm at the front. Yeah. So I feel this shit like whizzing by, bro. Like, <laughs> like holy shit. Yeah. To dodge him? He played like one song and a half and he was out. He like really? Whoever the guy was dipped. Wow. Yeah. And everybody was like pissed. Like, fuck this. dude. And uh, it's pretty wild because now looking back in hindsight, that's like so that's like a moment. Yeah, <laughs> I was there for one of his Doom Poster shows, like for sure, for <laughs> sure. That's so crazy. And now, now yeah. he's uh in Hawaii with Tupac. Yeah, for real, dude. he's in Cuba, dude. With in Tupac, Cuba, dude. Tupac, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I just miss shows. I miss house shows. I miss everything about it. I miss showing up early, fucking chilling in the car. What we should do, man, we should just go to like the Glass House parking lot and just drink. She's drinking the parking lot. Man, I'm hoping I'm hoping this shit ends up I'm hoping I can get a vaccine or something, dog, cuz I'm really like starting to consider like going to um like have you have you seen Homage's beer garden? I saw pictures of it. Oh, well, cuz I go pick up beer from there sometimes uh-huh. and like I mean, they shut off that whole street, you know, where people park yeah. for them and it's just like tables set up, so it's oh, like cool. super s- spread out and nobody ever really goes. But you got to reverse reserve them, you know what I mean? Oh, okay, yeah. It's like, man, I miss going to breweries. I know, man. <sighs> yeah, I miss a lot of things. But in due time, in due time, I'm kind of scared to do the – I keep thinking about it, but then I like I psych myself out. I'm like, what am I going out for? Like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. I, like before we got on the pod, I saw that shit about the kid in Reseda that died, and I'm just like, he was only 30 years old. So it's like, this shit's still a pandemic. Like, it's still not a joke, you know? Uh-huh. It's not like – I should ease up. I don't know. Shit's scary, dude. I get scared. <laughs> Try to smuggle a vaccine for you. I'm not even worried about the vaccine. Like, I know people that like get angry, and the the thing is that where I work, a lot of the guys don't want to get it. They're like, Nah, I don't. I don't I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna oh, wait. Okay. But my thing is like, dude, I don't care how you get it. I don't care if you're getting it illegally. I just want more people to get it. Yeah. Period. You know what I mean? Like, if you, <laughs> all these people that are like up in a up up. Uh, in an uproar about these people like flying in to get the vaccine and shit from out of state. What? Yeah, you haven't heard those stories. No. Like people, yeah, people were like they would get a heads up from different doctors, like family practitioners and stuff that were getting the vaccine, and they would fly in Crazy. from out of state. And then they caught it on the on the flight in, <laughs> and it yeah, didn't even count. <laughs> and so yeah, people were getting upset online or how like certain people were getting it through like back channels. Because they said there's a, a so-called pilot program for, like, lower income. 
and like doctors that were in charge of this got the email and were like sending them to like family and friends being like, Oh, go try it. See if it works. And I guess they ended up getting vaccines. And my thing is, I don't care, dude, just get the vaccine. I could care less how you get it. Uh-huh. Cause like I told my parents, you know, my mom, my mom got all mad cause my, my dad's sister got it. And he was like, how the, how'd she get it? Like she's as old, uh, old as us. And, um, my, my dad was like, I mean, it sucks, but she got it. Like, I'm not going to get mad about <laughs> yeah. it. Like, I told my parents too. I was like, it's not like our my routine's gonna change. It's not like a, as soon as I get this vaccine, I'm like out and yeah. out. So it's like if I have to stay two more, three more months doing my routine, then I have to do it. You know, it's not a uh-huh. big deal. I just want more people to get it. Doug. Yeah, your aunt like posts like her. I you know, like now they're handing out stickers now that says I'm I'm vaccinated or I just got vaccinated. And, like, oh, the I no. voted stickers. They found out something about they found out. I don't know. They were tripping. I don't know. <laughs> That's uh that's the family right now that a lot of people don't like right now, but it is what it is. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh I think that's a good way good place to end the pod. Hell yeah. Uh, I miss shows. Get the vaccine if you have a chance. Uh yeah, I don't know what else to say. Miss everybody out there in the real world. Uh hopefully soon we can have in person conversations. Hopefully in soon we can like plan on doing what we've been trying to do, which is do a watch along. Yeah, because we've tried it twice already. It's like technical and difficulties, man. It's technical like it's hard difficulties to sync because it we're doing up, it yeah. remotely from different locations, and like our syncing is off, or the sound on one end is like kind of ruins the other sound when you put it together. So I don't know, a lot of difficulties, but we're trying. We want to do a watch along. We should rent like movie. one of those like inflatable screens and just watch it in the backyard. I'm down, dude. That'd be cool. I'm down. Uh, but yeah, uh, hopefully we can do that in the near future. In the meantime, uh, stay listening to the pod. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Once again, this is the Real Nostalgia Podcast coming to you live and direct every week. Uh, love you guys. All right, later, guys. Bye. Bye.